Welcome to Sailor Snacking, the podcast where we talk about the anime Sailor Moon and we have a yummy snack. I'm Jen, and always I'm joined by Tracy. Hello, listeners. So Tracy, do you want to tell us a bit about this week's snack? All right, so this this week's snack has no English words on it, so I tried my best to find out what it was online. Um, so a couple of things that came up on the Google was that it's a uh, classic childhood snack planet cup with chocolate biscuit. So we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like little aliens on them. And inside, it kind of looks like bite-sized little cookies, a Nutella sauce. So, we'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I mean, it looks good. It I was like in the, the snack pepper. aisle. Yeah. So, I mean, it, that, we can't go wrong with that, right? Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, we're continuing with uh, Season 1 of Sailor Moon Crystal, which is the 2014 reboot of Sailor Moon. And uh, with us, we have our special guest, Liz. Hello. Any new and exciting Sailor Moon business going on in your life, Liz? I mean, not really. I have all of Sailor Moon on DVD now, which is a truly wonderful thing. And I also, since we last recorded, read all of the Sailor Moon manga over again. I went down the deep end, I guess, of <laughs> Sailor Moon. And, well, this uh, will be good because yeah. like, Crystal is supposed to be very close to the manga, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you watched Crystal before, Liz? I've watched at least some of it. I watched the first few when it very first came out in Japanese. And then as I was rewatching just, you know, yesterday, I realized I had watched more of it than I remembered in English as well. I have not seen all of Sailor Moon Crystal, but I've definitely, I think I've seen season one at least. Awesome. So, so there's an English dub of this? Oh, I need to find it. Yeah, and it has the same uh, voice actors as the redub of the uh, 1995 version. Interesting. It's actually really, especially these early episodes, because they are so similar to the episodes that appeared in the other dub or the other version of Sailor Moon. It's a little bit weird because it's almost like you're watching the same show over again. It's not. But it's not. And then, of course, after these early episodes, it starts to diverge a lot more. Yeah, it's like alternate reality Sailor Moon where it's like, I've seen this, but it's slightly different. Yes. (laughs) And much faster. (laughs) Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Much faster. So let me introduce the episodes we're going to talk about. So today we are talking about Act 3, Ray, Sailor Mars. And Act 4, Masquerade Dance Party. So we're already, like, we're on Episode 3 and 4, and we're already, like, halfway through the first season in the classic one, it yeah. feels like. Everything's just motoring along. So the the first episode we'll talk about is Act 3, which is Ray Sailor Mars. Guess what that's about? Pretty much the same plot as the, the 90s anime, with the mystery, the demon bus that kidnaps people at 6 p.m. and people suspect that Ray is the one behind it. But I noticed a f- couple of pretty big differences between this one and the 90s one, um, which I'm sure we'll get into. But uh, do you have any overall impressions, uh, Liz? Um, only I I was surprised all over again, and I think I was surprised when I first watched this too, at um, how much this is not only based on the, on the manga, but it is also very much based on the original anime. Um, there's so many things that they clearly took right from that anime that totally work that, that I don't know, kind of are familiar that made me happy. (laughs) Um, like what? Like they're silly. They're in the name of the moon. I'll punish you. Um, little quips that they have. They're almost, they're not quite the same. Some of them are a little bit different, but they're very similar and they make the same actions and not all of those things are directly from the manga. So it was it was nice to see them kind of carried through in this kind of new way. Oh, so like it's still a nod to the original Sailor Moon from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Like it is very much based kind of uh, issue for issue on, on the manga. But like you say, there's definitely a nod to that other anime version. Yeah, because I don't think they have the In the Name of the Moon... I'll punish you and, you know, the, uh, what is it? The douse yourself in water and repent? Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> yes, but and, and even all the like little arm movements that they make, they're they're v- so much the same in between the two animes. That obviously in the manga they don't do all of those different things. Yeah, um, they just don't have the space in the manga. To yeah, do it. you just get one, you know, one frame. So yeah. right, it was fun, and I love like the fact that it's the same voice is the same voice actors uh, as the ones that I've watched recently of, of the new dub. It was like, whoa. This is so similar, it's crazy. And then I continued watching, and of course, then the, the storyline diverges a lot, a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking forward to when we get to that part. Do you have any overall impressions, Tracy? There's a, a lot of things that I find really interesting in this episode, because the plot does move along very quickly. But one thing that really stands out for me is the personality of Ray. Yeah. It's yeah, so too. different. Yeah. Well, I guess Usagi's pretty much the same. Like, she doesn't change too much. But, like, they seem to like each other right off the bat. Yeah, yeah that was that was one of the things that uh, Karina and I were noticing when we were watching it. Um, is that the, the, the bitchy quips are gone, basically. She's not so... And they're so fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, but they, they make her much more... She seems like a much more sympathetic character now she's not she doesn't have that fiery temper that she did in the in the 90s one and I think it's because and I could be totally off but my interpretation is that it's like the 90s anime was they were going gearing more towards silly and goofy and this one they seem to be gearing more towards serious well as serious as like manga or anime about teenage girls who transform into superheroes can be so there's less of that humor that seems to to move over yeah yeah there's a lot less goofiness i mean one thing that i really liked is that she still turns herself into a flight attendant yeah um, (laughs) when she's getting on that bus so we still have a little bit of goofiness but it's really really it's almost like muted um in crystal compared to how hilarious and silly everything was in the original but i mean even luna is much more serious and muted like you said in crystal than in the the 90s anime she's she's also a lot nicer to Usagi and she's way more serious like she is hyper focused yeah. whereas mm-hmm. we, we talked about in in the classic anime that Luna almost seemed to have just about as much as idea of what was going on as the girls did here she seems to know a lot more she's intentionally almost... holding information back yeah also the dark kingdom seems to have a lot more information than they did I think that yeah. has a lot to do with trying to move along quickly but it's almost a pastel version of the original. <laughs> it is. Because like, everything's... Even the, the color scheme is very... The color scheme yeah, is It's a like lot less lighter. vibrant. It is. And I and that's probably a little bit of, you know, 1993 versus 2014. Because in 1993, everything was bright colors everywhere all the time. And also because in that 90s version, they were stretching it out because they're wait, waiting for the manga to be written. They were stretching it out and stretching it out. They had a lot more time for their characters to... To change and grow. So Usagi obviously the most starts as a very as a crybaby. Is I think that's even the first episode is called Usagi the Crybaby or something like that. Yeah. And they have a long, long time for her to develop into the leader of the Sailor Senshi. Whereas in this and in the manga, she starts as that crybaby, but she has only a few episodes, or we only get to see kind of a few of their fights, assuming maybe that there are other ones happening in between. So we only get she has a much less amount of time to to grow from that very immature baby into a leader. And I think Ray as well. In the 90s, she had a long time to kind of grow up and come to terms with her place among the, the various Sailor Scouts, whereas in this one, she is much more mature right off the bat. I guess they all are. Yeah, sorry, I was going to say, was... I, I kind of miss the slow burn. Like, I like that yeah. they take all that time to develop Usagi's character and to develop Ray's character. So you see them going from at their th- at each other's throats and competing to be leader to that trust and friendship and sisterness that they have towards the end of season one of the classic anime. But it's interesting how Ray just becomes less angry. And it it's not like replaced, well, it is replaced with sadness, which I don't yeah. know if that has the same effect for like Sailor Mars, who's supposed to be fire, right? So she comes across as very sad when she meets Usagi and Usagi stands up for her. So it's, it's definitely not the Ray I'm used to. 
I think that's the case with with all you know all of them when Usagi meets Ami as well she's she's very sad and they're very lonely and it's Usagi who brings them together so I think it'll be interesting to see if as the sadness fades away we get a little bit more of that fiery Ray as we continue on this one they make it more of an emphasis on the fact that Ray has mysterious powers and that they they put more focus on that before she becomes Sailor Mars which also alienates her so we have Ami who was alienated from her because of her intelligence and then we have Rei who was alienated because of her her mysterious powers we have Usagi who brings them both together so yeah 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 it, it's definitely more of a sad focus so we'll, I guess we'll mm-hmm. see when Makoto comes in uh, how what sadness is affecting her. <laughs> yeah. I got to talk about Mamoru in this episode too. Oh my boyfriend! Yes. Yes. Yeah. So he is definitively so he's definitively a second year high school student in this. He shows his ID card. Everything Which is about so him less, less creepy. Everything yes. about him is less creepy. He's so awesome. I love him so much. Definitely, I like him a lot better in Crystal than I did in the 90s. Not only is he closer in age, because he's probably now, what, two years older than Usagi? He's a second year high school. So he's, what, probably Mm. 16? And she's 14? 14, which is... And he's taking the bus. He's not driving around in that, like, sports car. Yeah. So it's, like, way less creepy. And he's not as much of a jerk. No, he's a... He's a regular amount of jerk. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that it's a bit more like in the next episode. Extreme. But yeah, yeah, definitely in this one, we start to see that he's more of a normal person and not this jerk with bad sunglasses who wanders around and makes fun of 14 year olds. Like when you think about that age difference and he's going around being creepy and rude to these high school kids and he's like in college, you're just kind of like, what is this dude's problem? But now they're closer in age and they're not bickering in the street. <laughs> yeah. Now they're they're closer in age and closer in maturity and just it it all makes way more sense. And this is how the age difference is defined in the manga. Like they do the same thing where he actually shows his ID and he is a second year high school student and she I think is a second year junior high. So I think they're three years apart. Maybe, yeah, two or three years apart. A reasonable number of years apart. He's not in college. He's not in college. He does live it by himself, but that is besides the point because this is manga slash anime. Yeah, where parents right. are few Discover later, sweet. Makoto also lives by herself, and she is 14. So it's just like, I don't know why yeah. in Japan teenagers can live by themselves, but whatever. There's like no CSA there. the the differences in the character and the personalities of these characters is really interesting between the two we want to talk about sadness obviously the sadness off of Memoru is intense until Mm -hmm. he finds Usagi not when you first meet him but as you slowly start to get to know him yeah she's like this the shiny thing that pulls all of these sad people together which is sweet and even by this episode three she's already crying less and you know needing help less I mean or needing needing help help differently she doesn't need to be saved so much it becomes immediately that she and her other scouts are yeah right yeah that's like the overall feeling i get from the sailor senshi in crystal is they're more of a team like they're almost all as as important when it comes to like fighting the bad guy and i i think that they emphasize that in crystal by having mercury show up in the dark kingdom when Jedi, when they attack Jedi, yeah. like in in the '90s one, she basically sits out the whole fight, and it's just Usagi and Rey, and then for some reason, Tuxedo Mask magically appears driving a bus. <laughs> Still can't figure that one out, but okay. And in this one. There. They actually use Usagi, Ami, coordinate their transformations to magically teleport yeah. Mercury yeah. into the battle. Was- Usagi needs her support, right? She need the girls need to be together. But I'm not sure how that worked. So no. they use the energy from the trans transformation to find her. So I, I can understand that. So she's got her computer and in that computer, she, I don't know, she can trace energy. Maybe computer she can, can di- trace the communicator. Yeah. Right. But how does she get there? Yeah, no, I don't know. That's she the part teleports. where I'm like, it's she magic. teleports somehow. They even say it's that. <laughs> can we teleport there? And Luna's like, yes. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> can we talk for a minute about the fact that Mamoru figures out who she is in this episode? He yes. sees her transform in episode three. Yeah. Like he also knows who he is too yeah. so yeah. like the information's coming a lot faster did he see usagi transform into the stewardess yes 
Yes. Okay. And then he catches Luna when they when they, yeah. she jumps on the back of the bus. But he didn't see her transform into Sailor Moon. No, but he no. says it's right there. It's a fair there, assumption. Oh, she just transformed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So he he's caught on even by then because he's so smart and so cute and amazing, and I love him. <laughs> this version of Mamoru is much better. I, I agree. I agree. I can see kind of the core character that they were t- kind of trying to bring out in the other version, but they kind of failed, at least in, in the early seasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Even so, though I loved him, too. <laughs> yeah, uh, we talked at length about how problematic Mamoru was in the 90s, and I'm sure we'll get back into that conversation when we do uh, Sailor Moon R. <laughs> and we'll talk about it in the next episode. He still does some things he shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Gotta talk about this fight with Jedite, though. I really like this fight. I love that Ami tries to use her powers. And I love how they showed her using her powers. She just holds up her hand, says the magic words, and her hand glows and her powers come out. Mm-hmm. Which is so different from the, like, Shaban spray where she does, like, gymnastics routine first. I love that they show the quick and easy, this is how our mm-hmm. power would work in real time in the real world. Yeah, using right. Using quotes around like... the word real. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It's still magic. Yeah, it's still magic. One of the common, like, jokes in the Sailor Moon community community online is you know you see a picture of a cosplayer as tuxedo mask sitting in a chair reading a newspaper and the caption is tell me when they're done transforming so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nice to see there, there's a little bit more of a quick time when they have yeah. those cutscenes. and in the manga this is where jedi dies she uses her tiara and traps him and then mars literally burns him to death <laughs> yeah yeah he didn't die and in the i thought he know, did in the, the 90s version he doesn't die here, but he does die before Sailor Jupiter arrives. Like yeah. they, he and Nephrite both die before Sailor Jupiter arrived. Therefore, you know, at this point, he he hasn't died. So nope. that is certainly a uh, a big difference. Yeah, and so it's almost like the so we get we meet Nephrite and Zoocyte in this episode as well. They're like not really working the, together, but they're kind of working together. Like they they all have the same kind of goal: get the crystal, defeat yeah. the Sailor Senshi. They're not fighting amongst each other as much in this version as they were in the 90s version although they are not necessarily nice to each other but i mean in in the 90s version we never saw jedi with another general we didn't see nephrite until jedi was dead in the next episode we see all four of them together and i was like holy crap it's kunzai why is he here this is what's i think now intriguing me more because like the past couple of episodes i've been like okay you know it's basically the same blah 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 and i'm like ooh, here's a difference here's something that's different from even the manga so yeah. I, I, I'm happy that they threw it through that in, but I'm also like, but Jedi needs to die. Yeah, He's supposed to be dead. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> and like, why is he around still? Yeah, like, there's got to be something. Does he survive to the end? Like now I'm like super intrigued. And then we hear more about the crystal really early on. So the person who has it rules the universe, has all oh, kinds like of energy. The source of all energy or something? Yeah. Yep. So in the manga it says, Beryl says, I have been informed that the legendary silver crystal is a stone that is the source of all energy. It contains unfathomable, limitless power. The one who wields it will become the ruler of all the universe. I can see mind. why you'd want it. I can see it. Yep. Yeah. There's there's reasons behind everything now. And, and reasons know, that they, make sense. Yeah. They have a goal, so that their goal is to, like the Sailor Senshi, to protect the princess and get the legendary crystal. Like I also have to say, more. again, because I will every time she pops up, I love Queen Beryl's design in this. Oh, I yeah. love her hair, I love her dress, I love her, in the other episode when she gets her scepter, I'm like, oh, I love Beryl. Yeah, <laughs> she's the best villain, for sure. Oh, in, yeah. in every version, she is just, she's wonderful. I just have, like, another note here yeah, that... Luna seems to think that Ray might be the princess. It makes sense. <laughs> she's like, Whereas, oh, she's, like, she's graceful. She's got it together. She's got powers. You know, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. she's she's a she's a priestess. You know, she could totally be the pr- the princess. But it also at times seems like Luna has kind of all her memories and knows exactly what's going on. So it's she she knew back on the moon that Sailor Mars was not the princess but i guess she doesn't know she's sailor mars till she sees yeah. the so, you know, shape on her 
Yeah, in the next episode, Luna explains a bit more to everybody about that, about how she mm-hmm. says that the princess is sealed yeah. away. Right. And yes. once all four, are, once all the scouts are awoken, then <laughs> the princess will be revealed and hopefully also the crystal. So I think that her memories are sealed away too. But yeah. it's really makes... cool that they have, like, they get that information because in the yeah, original, they they're it? all yeah. just kind of waffling around until they find the princess. <laughs> Yeah, they don't like, know let's what's going to trigger things that. until the princess shows up. I'm sure everything mm-hmm. will play out. In the manga, there is a device as to why they kind of don't know who the princess is. And I don't want to give it away in case it happens in the show, which I assume it will. So, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> um, don't give yeah. it away. That pretty much covers Act 3, unless you guys have any more notes you wanted to touch on. I just want to say that Luna has quite the arm. She, like, she really throws that... Like transformation <laughs> stick to Ray so far. Yeah, Karina was um, like, "Where was she keeping that?" And I'm like, "In her pocket." <laughs> right, and then I'm thinking like of the logistics of a four-legged animal trying to throw something. I'm like, and also like she has no grip, right? She just has paws. How is this happening? I don't but- know. My cat can throw her mousy toy really well. She throws <laughs> it across the like room, and then she chases. It's very adorable. Yeah, Petra can do that too, <laughs> or did it before she got really fat. Now she doesn't do it so much. All right, so time for our snack break. I'm going to say that this is a a ploy to get you to go check out our Instagram because we know nothing about this snack. So in order for you to learn more about it, you'll have to go check out pictures on the Instagram. Yeah, I took a picture. Let me look at the picture now because I took it a while ago and I can't remember what it's of. Does it show? Okay, it does show the inside. I would say it's about like an inch high, just a tiny little cup. Rounded bottom. Right, yep. But you, and, can, uh, you can sit it on its bottom if you wanted to. Oh, it does. Flat. And it has yeah. little alien dudes on it. And I think I used Google Translate. And what did mine say? Prince of Blood? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I don't Something think like that, that that's accurate. But that could be the name of the little alien on the cup. That's what it seems like. Mine looks so like... I got a spoon. Um, yep. I got a teeny tiny little spoon. So Tracy oh. and I split a pack. And I think I accidentally took all the little plastic spoons that came with it. Oh, so. crunchy. Chocolate's good. They taste like little cookie balls in chocolate. But there's like white chocolate at the bottom. Or cream. Mm-hmm. White chocolate, I think. Mm, these are good. They're good. They kind of remind me of Dunkaroos. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, yeah. But smaller, but all in one, like all mixed together. Mm-hmm. Which it was always sad when you got more cookies than Dunkaroo cream, right? Mm-hmm. But this, I feel like, is a good amount of Dunkaroo cream. The chocolate reminds me of something, and I can't put my f- finger on what. Mm-hmm. But it's very good. It is good. It's kind of like the chocolate in, in a yan yan. In a what? Oh, we haven't done those before. So Are they're... those the little panda cookies? Uh, no. Okay. They're the ones where they're like, you get like a biscuit and you dip them in chocolate. Ooh. We should probably do that for another episode. We definitely should. We so as far as snacks go, these are really good. Yep. I'm a fan. Very mm. sweet, but probably not as sweet as actual Dunkaroos. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because like the Dunkaroo frosting is more like frosting, where this is more like a, like a chocolate. Yeah, yeah it's like melted chocolate. Yeah. Because yeah. it has that like sticky consistency of melted chocolate, not like frosting that just melts away because it's pure yeah. sugar. I thought it would mm-hmm. be like pudding, but you're right. It's more chocolatey than pudding it's stickier than pudding and it's sweeter than pudding yeah. it's definitely very sweet yeah so yeah. i think the white stuff is white chocolate so i took two so i'm gonna eat the other one too yeah. they are hard to open they are okay got it i can see a little kid having problems opening them but i also like i love that they come with a little plastic spoon like a little paddle yeah it makes it easier to eat them but also kind of wasteful i suppose yeah i guess it should be a wooden spoon at least or a cookie I... spoon yeah Ooh, Ooh, that sounds good, about good. Dunkaroos. like <laughs> or you eat your little cookie balls and then you eat the cookie spoon yeah. i wonder if it's recyclable <laughs> i don't know if they are and i'm also wondering because on the bottom of each of them there's a different number oh, yeah like one of mine has number one and the other oh. one has number four I have 13 and 18. I have 36 and 5. Maybe we should play these numbers and win the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> and then do we play them this week or the week then that the podcast comes out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work this week. Next week, the, the week the podcast comes out might work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely like these snacks. I would buy them again. They also came with like this fun little alien toy. It's just like really? a little alien figurine. Did you ever with a toy, Liz? I don't know. I have to go through the whole little box. <laughs> I got a um, food that changes color in your milk in a box of cereal like last week and I was so excited. <laughs> those were my favorite when I was little. I don't know if yeah. I've ever had one of those. You need to get one. No, I don't remember really getting prizes in cereal boxes as a kid. And I don't know if it's because I have two siblings or if it's because we never, my parents never bought the cereal that had the snack or had the toys. Oh my goodness. Or maybe we got them and I just don't remember. the only reason to eat cereal. (laughs) (laughs) We ate a lot of Cheerios. 
and cornflakes. Yeah, but actually this spoon was in a box of Cheerios. So I guess they've decided now that kids eat Cheerios, which obviously is what you give every baby. I used to eat a lot of Honey Nut Cheerios and there were there was usually something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It could be that to avoid fights, my parents took the prize out <laughs> and got rid of it, <laughs> which would make sense. And I don't blame them. Now we fought over lots of other things. All right. Should we go on to episode four or so, act four, as they like to say? Mm-hmm. Act episodes. Masquerade Dance Party. So this is the episode that's paralleled with the part in the classic one with the uh, the masquerade party that Usagi sneaks into with uh, Princess D in the Kingdom of D. And yeah. they suspect that Princess D may have the silver crystal. Mm-hmm. And this is a, nephr- a nephrite plot in both yes. of them. Mm-hmm. And in, in the classic one, nephrite possesses Naru. Like they're already into that romance almost. Very, well, they're at the point where Naru is willing to do stuff for her, like to, to go to him, right? Am I thinking correctly? And then he possesses her. I'm wondering, like, I guess that romance doesn't happen in Crystal, which is probably good, because yeah. it wasn't very good. <laughs> no, I don't remember it ha- happening in the manga at all. No, I don't think it does. I don't think it does. So I think that was added in just to, like, stretch out the plot. Yeah, so this is the one where we see all four... I'm like just jumping straight ahead because we see all four of the ge- of the generals, the kings of heaven together. That like blew my mind. <laughs> and then also at the beginning of this episode, which I found really weird, is Luna introduces the sailor Senshi again, like we couldn't remember from the last three episodes. <laughs> yeah. In the in the original Musagi introduces herself in every episode and it was very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, and when you're binging type them, it's and everything. Like, I guess this is for, you know, the idea that it could be in syndication and it might not be being watched in order or you might be picking it up not having seen the other episodes. But by the time of Crystal, this is being released online. I'm just looking at the pictures that they have on the gallery at SailorMoonCrystal.Fandom.com, the wiki. Umino is really, really short. Yeah. (laughs) So short. Like, Usagi is sitting down, and she's almost eye-level with him. And Usagi's not tall, either. Or when, like, he comes into the arcade, like, next to... Oh, my goodness. How did I blank on his name? Matoki? Matoki. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, like, he, like, comes up just just his elbow. <laughs> trying to see if anybody... If they put his height up anywhere in this wiki, and I don't see it. Usagi's, like, four foot something, right? And he's shorter than Usagi. Yeah. Usagi, we mentioned in the last podcast that Usagi just seems taller in Crystal than she did in the original. They, I think sometimes they all do. They're so long that they aren't in the original. Their, their limbs, in particular, are so long. Their legs are just, like, they go on forever. That's just to make it a closer closer to the manga style. Yeah. Right? And then, it, but in this one, they all seem very, very tall. And it's only in relation to each other, I guess, that they seem shorter or, or taller. Obviously, Usagi is shorter than Rei and she'll be shorter than Mako. But when she's by herself, it's like she's impossibly tall and skinny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When the first episode, she's like almost as tall as the door when she gets <laughs> sent out for detention. Yeah. So like for being late for class. So I don't think that the proportions are done yeah. well in Crystal. No. Yeah. No. They're, they're a little bit <laughs> noodly. Noodly. Yeah. I was going to say like yeah. not quite sloppy, like because I don't think it's necessarily unintentional, like unintentional, but it, it doesn't really work for me. When they do, I noticed that especially when they do, like they did Mars's in the last episode when Mars was doing her transformation and then she was doing her little speech. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was this one. Her, yeah, her arms were really long and noodly. That, that's a choice. It's, <laughs> I, I do find that the art style, while being obviously very similar to the original anime and very similar to the manga, just a little bit more dreamy, maybe. Yeah, and I think that was one of the criticisms that Crystal had when it came out in 2014, is that it looked rushed. There'll be parts where their eyes are uneven, or their proportions, like we said, were off, or like Mm -hmm. Usagi's Odangos will shrink in in size and then get bigger, or they'll be offset or something. And Mm -hmm. I think that was one of the main criticisms. I've heard that in in the future seasons, it gets better, but that was one of the criticisms I really heard about the first season of Crystal. Yeah, I so, think even the first two seasons, uh, and then the third season is markedly better, apparently. But we'll okay. see when we get there. So on and- the SailorMoon.Fandom.com wiki, it has like three, four pictures that are some errors. Oh, yeah. Um, 
And one of them is like Usagi's weird eyes. Like her eyes are so uneven. Yeah. <laughs> and then another one is that the disguise pen is very big. It's like a baton in her hand. <laughs> but it fits yeah. in her pocket. She doesn't have the disguise pen in her pocket. And then she does suddenly. But mm-hmm. it happens. Yeah. Yeah. So I think those were the fandom's main complaints when this first came out in 2014. Yeah. And again, I, had, I didn't watch it in 2014, which is why we're watching it now. We'll see how things go. We get our first power up in this episode. Yeah. She lost her tiara in the episode before when they were fighting Jedi. So we get our first. And this is like, this is episode four. They've had three fights and already we're getting a like next level power. So I love how she like stops herself mid transformation. She's like, oh shit, my tiara. Yeah. (laughs) Where I feel like original Usagi wouldn't have even noticed. (laughs) Yeah. Because she's just, like, so absent-minded and, like, really doesn't want to be there in the fight. Usagi just seems, like, willing to get into the fight. Whereas Rei says something interesting where she says she's already tired of fighting evil. And I'm like, listen, honey, this is episode two that you're in. It's like, you better get used to it. In the manga, they're not doing it in uh, in the anime, but in the manga so far, every time Usagi transforms, she has her mask. Until she gets this power up. So now that she has a new tiara, this is when she loses the mask when she transforms which is kind of interesting I yeah wish they kept the mask oh nope i lied she still has the mask i'm flipping it forward <laughs> she takes it off it does eventually go away same with uh, obviously sailor v has a mask and then sailor venus generally does not so and the other thing with this episode for it being a nephrite plot we, we don't really don't see, see nephrite at all like <laughs> until the part where you like he he i can't remember which came first whether his glowy ghost came first or whether it was him standing there with his and you see him like actually him i was like is this a jedi plot did jedi survive yeah well i knew jedi survived but i'm like is this a jedi plot is he still the the bad guy what's going on yeah, it's almost like Nephrite was like, hey, t- you know, tap me in. I'll do this one for you, right? We don't know it's him until um, after when um, Usagi uses her new Tiara powers to, like, get the evil spirit out of Princess D. This is, I thought, very interesting that the first time and definitely not the last time where we see our presumably male kings of heaven disguising themselves as women which i thought was really awesome so instead of possessing humans they are actually physically disguising themselves as humans you know whatever well they they possess princess d but no because i was thinking like they didn't possess naru's mom in the first episode they just had a clone a clone yeah like a monster disguised as her but in this he or nephrite has become the i don't know woman with princess d and then he possesses princess d so Mm -hmm. i thought that was interesting I liked yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. Um, so again, they're working better as a team in Crystal than they did in the original. Because in the original, this episode, Usagi's the only one who kind of gets into the party. Yeah. Um, whereas like Ray and uh, Ami are like left in the alley. Um, mm-hmm. But they they all transform into princesses and get into the party. So I like that. Where did Ray <laughs> yeah. and Ami get their tiaras? <laughs> I don't know. The Dollarama. Just yeah. no, I'm just <laughs> but I can see Ray having one, and then Ami being like sheepishly, like I have one too. <laughs> <laughs> Ray doesn't fight with Usagi when Usagi's like, "Oh my god, I'm in this dress. I want to go dance." And Ray's like, "Okay, you just do your thing. We'll go. <laughs> we'll, we'll go, go investigate. Like... Investigate." Um, and there's no fight or anything, and that was the perfect opportunity for such. And we didn't get that. Oh, you're, you're so sad the cattiness is gone, aren't you? I am, because it was so fun. But again, <laughs> like this is, it's a, it was definitely a, a time waster in the original, right? Every time yeah. they got to bicker, it really mm-hmm. j- didn't move the plot along much, and it was just a lot of like slinging some really good 90s insults at each other so <laughs> yeah so we got to get into the relationship between usagi and mamoru again in this episode yeah we definitely start to see that there is something there beyond just you know boy meets girl yeah that there's something deeper and there and that they both feel it it's not one-sided it's not usagi uh crushing after a guy it's definitely mamoru feels it as well 
They, yeah, they definitely both feel it, and they're both having these memories of their past lives without realizing that that's what's going on. I found the whole dance scene so cute. I loved how embarrassed and, and how cute she was and, uh, you know, how she's just enjoying the moment. And then all of a sudden, he sees Luna and runs. And I was like, what just happened? That, that was weird. Um, yeah. I'm not sure why he doesn't like Luna, um, especially after he caught Luna in the last episode. Yeah. So I, we don't know if something happened between them or maybe that's when she started accusing him of being the enemy off screen. I think that definitely there's some Luna doesn't like him because she doesn't trust him at this point. Fair enough. It's one of those things where you think, if you guys would just talk to each other, it would probably be better. Yeah. But you won't, so we'll just let this go and see how long it takes for you to figure this out. And at least in Crystal, it will not be as long as in the original. Oh, so I think it's really interesting because Mamaru's putting some pieces together. He finds the handkerchief on the ground and it has Usagi's name stitch it, stitched mm-hmm. in it. And that's mm-hmm. when he makes that connection. Well, and if he, if there was ever any doubt from the episode bef- before when he saw her transform into a stewardess, there, was, there will be no doubt after this one. <laughs> Hopefully he can clearly put two and two together in this. Well, I mean, Luna's calling her Usagi, uh, even as she's Sailor Moon and stuff. So it's like, well, okay. It's, yeah, it's a little more obvious. And, well, actually, it was always a little obvious in the original, but everyone just seemed a lot more dense. They are a lot quicker in Crystal. Yeah. Right. They're picking up on clues. They're able to solve things that were left with like this suspension of disbelief in the original where we're just like, really? Like, it's kind of obvious and no one seems to be picking up on anything. So look at her hair. Look at her hair. Come on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> I think that the, the theory we had, and Karina and I were discussing this, the theory that we had that the transformation pen actually disguises them. Yeah. Like when you see uh, Usagi's father sees Usagi walk by and goes, oh, Usagi, I wish that Usagi would become a beautiful woman like that one day. Yeah. Clearly there is something about the pen that makes them older or appear or hides their appearance enough that her own father didn't recognize her. That or he's really, really not observant, like really bad. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. but I don't, I don't think so. But, I mean, this is also the first time we've seen him in crystals, so. Usagi gets her new power, which isn't named in this anime, but in the manga they call it Moon Twilight Flash. And then she gets super sleepy. Yeah, she says it in the the English dub. She says Moon Twilight Flash. Oh, okay. So I like that. I'm not sure if I like it or not, but in this one, she doesn't get drunk. (laughs) In the 90s anime and in the manga, Usagi drinks some juice and gets drunk and passes out. And in the manga, basically, she passes out and Tuxedo Mask kisses her. And she, like, yeah. snuggles up to him. And then there's the inappropriate kiss. Karina and I were trying to figure out why it didn't seem as bad in this one as it did in the other one. Um, because I think he's it's not because... in college. And yeah. It's, and it's but... very obviously a, a, a Sleeping Beauty reference, I think, in, in this one. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like Sleeping Beauty's kiss. She's also not drunk. Um, That's true. Yeah. And she, we've already seen in the last three episodes, she is taking naps everywhere (laughs) in class. um, She's like sleeping in late. Like she's just sleeping every opportunity that she can get to like just shut her eyes a little bit. Um, So she's not drunk, which is kind of helpful. But also, like, it's very obvious when they're dancing that they have feelings for each other. So it's more mutual. She even says to him, like, I was thinking about you, right? Where you don't get that in the original. No. In the original, it's just like, hey, look, there's a drunk lady over there. Let's go kiss her. Or kiss her. And it's like, "Mm, no. (laughs) Well, in the the original, does he kiss her as Sailor Moon or does he kiss her in her princess dress? No, she's in her princess dress. So then, I mean, a little bit, how, how does he know who she, like, He's kissing a random girl because he doesn't. Yeah. Maybe tu- maybe Tuxedo Mask knows who she is, even though Mamoru doesn't know who does. she is. It's, it's yeah. whatever. Like it's it's a little bit weird. Um, whereas obviously in this, it's he knows who she is. Uh, he knows there's something there. Uh, yeah. It's and much then, less creepy. <laughs> I love that Luna pops out and calls him out. It's like, hey, yep. get away from her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, Luna, you care. It's so nice that you care. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> she's protective, right? Like she's yeah. kind of mom style protective. <laughs> yeah, which she really wasn't in the original. 
No, she was more like a teacher or yeah. a a coach, maybe. Like she mm-hmm. was like part coach, part like little sister almost. Like Yeah, nag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was kind of an like a nag in the um original. Yeah. But in this one, she's acting towards Usagi more toward more like how Ami and Ray are acting towards Usagi. It's like she's my friend, I'm protecting her. It's, uh, she's my responsibility. And she's actually taking steps to like own up to that responsibility. So the the tiara power that was yeah. kind of cool, but a little weird. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like so the the power is reflecting the moon, the moon's light. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so that's that's like the healing power. But okay, so I gotta ask, what happens if they're fighting someone during the day? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's because she had she had the crescent moon wand in the anime in the nineties anime yeah. at this point, right? But she yes. doesn't have it yet. So she needed some they needed some way to heal Princess D because she doesn't have moon healing escalation. I'm assuming she'll get it eventually. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm trying not to read too far ahead in the manga because it's fun to read it right before we record and do the comparison. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, but she doesn't have healing powers yet. How is she gonna Mm-hmm. depossess princess d like there's no so yeah i guess it's a it's a stopgap power kind of until she gets her next uh, yeah, and i think uh, the, the manga's kind item. of full of that there's a lot of powers as i recall that they use like once and then they don't again maybe with kind of a letting it be that in between the you know things that we see there are other battles against other monsters because otherwise obviously this happens very very quickly it's the end of act six that she gets the moon wand in the manga which should be the next Uh, two episodes so i'm assuming she'll get it next episode but i don't know i haven't seen it yet either next Mm -hmm. one or the one after because i watched the next couple they were (laughs) really good i love the the like i'm gonna keep going back to all four generals at once because it's like seriously my mind's blown I love the scene where all four of them are standing on the roof introducing themselves. It's the first time that the three girls can see like, oh shit, there's four of them. Mm -hmm, They're outnumbered. In the original, there was always, it was always like one general against however many sailors Senji. And I also liked in this scene that Tuxedo Mask hid, which I think is interesting because the four kings of heaven are supposed to be his sailor Senji, basically. They were his his friends. Yeah, so. (laughs) Right. He hasn't seen any of them yet, has he? No, I don't think so. He may have seen uh, the 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 nephrite ghost that was possessing Princess D, but that's hardly recognizable, yeah, really. Like that, that I could give him a pass for. But I wonder if he sees the four of them, would he recognize them? Would he know who they are? Or is are his Endymion memories sealed away, like uh, Usagi's Serenity memories are sealed away? I think they're sealed away, and they're sealed away with his own. Mamoru early memories as well mm-hmm. of course we know but, we don't know that yet I guess in this but we know from the other from the the 90s uh, anime and from the manga that there's parts of his life that he doesn't remember that hasn't been confirmed yet in Crystal no. but no. yeah <laughs> and uh, Karina has now ha- that Karina has seen all four of the kings of heaven she has decided that this version of Neprite doesn't really do it for her but she's all on board team Kunzite <laughs> <laughs> And I know she's laughing right now listening to that. (laughs) They're like personality, like not not their personalities, like the way that they look is Mm -hmm. they almost look a little bit younger. Their facial um, characteristics are, again, muted uh, compared to the original as well. But Yeah. yeah, Nephrite in particular at this point anyway. I mean, in the 90s, he looked like he was, like, 45. Yeah. <laughs> in this one, they look like they are all within the same age range-ish. Like, Yeah, like, they could probably be in their 20s, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Put them as older than Usagi and them. Because we're we're going so quickly through through Sailor Moon, like, the, the first season of Sailor Moon with Crystal, you, you're really missing out on... The personalities of the the generals as well like okay jedi didn't have much of a personality but he was basically there as an establishing bad guy but nephrite and zoisai definitely had distinct personalities yeah. that really really shone through in the classic one yeah and like if this is the first shot of nephrite and like 
in the manga, Nephrite's killed by Sailor Jupiter. Conceivably, he'll die the next episode. I don't think so, since they didn't kill Jedi, but it's possible. Like, that gives you, what, like, two episodes with Nephrite? And, like, that's mm-hmm. not enough time to give him the same kind of personality that he had in yeah. the, the classic. And, which yeah. I, I kind of miss, because I really like Nephrite in that. He, he had such a great redemption arc. And I don't think we'll get that. I don't know. It doesn't look like we will, anyways. Yeah, I agree it doesn't seem like we're going to get that with any of those characters which i think is a shame because you do want your villains to be interesting characters and to be full characters do do zoicite and kunzite even have a relationship in crystal like in the original they were together right Mm -hmm. yeah kunzite was a not nice he was not good to zoicite that's for sure (laughs) that was a change between the 95 YTV dub and the <laughs> Japanese version like ooh he was manipulative and just awful I was like whoa 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 see so but we're not even we're not even getting that in Crystal yet like, yeah I it's true they, it makes them much I mean he is a very scary character because he is just nasty he's nasty to his his allies and he's nasty to his his enemies and in this I I don't know that we'll get that but maybe we will we'll yeah see. I don't know if we'll have time for that. Yeah, I I don't see how we could. Like I was saying before, the slow burn is really missing. And I don't, because I have the history with Sailor Moon with the, with the classic anime, I don't yeah. know. I know the history, but I'm like, if this is the only Sailor Moon that anybody that you've ever seen, like you're really missing a lot of that depth and a lot of that connection and yeah. the, yeah. the growth. And, and I, I yeah. really feel like that's that's a bad thing to, to be missing. Yeah. I agree. Although the slow burn of the original might be a little bit too slow in some places, but we that could strike was... a happy middle ground between exactly, fourteen yeah. episodes and forty-six. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand that that they have to go quickly in the, in the manga because that's the medium that it is. That, or you go into extreme amounts of depth, and it's a huge epic. I think you thing. could lose. Yeah, yeah you could lose an audience that way in sure. a manga. And you know what? There's been a lot of manga that I started off and then it was just too long and I just stopped. (laughs) I can't. I just can't anymore. So I I like that the manga is is shorter and it's more condensed, but I really feel like you could have gone middle ground with Crystal and done uh, incorporated a little bit more from the from the 90s anime into this one to keep it true to the manga, but also kind of flesh things out a bit. Like I think I feel like that's the whole point of even making it an anime. Yeah. Well, Crystal was a was an anniversary celebration right yeah. of, the, of the manga so it, it I, I get what they were doing but uh, a, a full reimagining of the anime I think would have been very exciting yeah whereas where they stuck close to the to the manga storyline knowing where it was going because of course they didn't know where it was going when they first started making this anime so this knowing where it's going to be able to keep it on that track but like you say fill in the in-betweens but i'm still enjoying crystal like i said now that we've got a little bit of a couple of divergence from the manga i'm more intrigued to see where it's going to go i i kind of really want an epic battle between all five scouts and all four generals because yes, yes. And, and the that question is going to be, really be cool. whose side is tuxedo mask going to be on in that battle yes especially if he figures out the truth before then oh that would be such well, a good twist or- you know, does does he get kidnapped in this version? Right. I don't remember. I really like, I don't. He doesn't. I don't think he's in the manga. He becomes evil and demian. I think that's just in the anime. But I, I mean, I don't remember either. Remember, and I just read it over the winter. But <laughs> yeah, I because I it's just that I've conflated it all so much in my head, having watched it and read it, and so it's like I don't remember what happens where. I know. What's I know. What's real? Then, what's fan fiction? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, and then you start mixing in fan fiction and fan theories and it's like a lot of the stuff I'm like I don't remember if if I read it in something like legit and it's canon or if I it was something I read on a on a forum somewhere was it something I made up myself or that (laughs) that's that's also very possible (laughs) okay funny thing though (laughs) speaking of stuff I made up myself I've mentioned before that I wrote fan fiction for Sailor Moon a long time ago like I was in high school still and I created Sailor Sun, as many people did. But this was like beginnings of the internet, so I don't feel so bad. And I actually ha- gave Sailor Moon an attack, like the one she had in this with the with the the uh, the moonlight. Yeah, I gave her and Sailor oh. Sun twin attacks that were moonbeam sunbeam attacks, and that's how they did it. They used wow. their tiaras. So I'm like, ha! Didn't mm. steal it because I hadn't read the manga. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. 
So they stole your idea. No, I'm just kidding. No, probably not. I, I'm, I'm attributing yeah. it to great minds think alike. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think maybe it's kind of an um, something that seems kind of obvious. Yeah, definitely. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure I wrote that fan fiction when I was like 18, 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's still online if anybody wants to find it. I bet you can find it on fanfiction.net. I did. Yeah. Did you, did you yeah, read it? We looked we it did. up last season. Yeah. Yeah. Last, did you read it though? Going. You don't have to answer so that. One thing I wanted to <laughs> to save this uh, awkward conversation. Um. So last last episode of the podcast, we talked about how we were we weren't sure if we were going to get the Sailor Senshi in their like outfits outside of school. I noticed in the theme song this time that they did. So I'm hoping that we do get to see some different outfits, but we haven't so far yet. Not which really, is other than Ray and her Miko outfit, and then their their dresses for the party. Mm-hmm. That's right. about it. Actually, yeah. So there are a couple of outfit changes, but not like their casual Saturday yeah. going to the fair outfits. But I don't. Yeah, I'm beginning to think we won't get those just because there's no time for them. Yeah, and we, we yeah. talked a bit about how uh, the. The Sailor Fukus, their their outfits are now closer to how the, the manga is. Yeah. And Rei is missing her gem. Like, Rei is supposed to have a gem on where her leotard and her skirt meet in the manga. She's got that. Oh, but yeah. other than that, it's the same as her her outfit from the classic anime. Yeah. Um, even though Ami is missing her sleeves. Yes. Uh, Which does I look more comfortable, I have to say. Yeah. But I think that Jupiter and, and Jupiter, does Jupiter get a belt? I can't remember. I know that Venus gets a belt, but Jupiter has something too in hers. Yeah, sometimes Venus has her love chain belt, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So, any other comments we wanted to make about Act Three and Act Four? That Not really. Other than they are they are very similar to the kind of corresponding versions of those episodes in the original anime. They're not yeah. the same, but they are very similar. Yeah, um, we're starting mm-hmm. to get the cracks of the divergence, though. Which yes. Is cool. Yeah, which is enough to keep, I would say, anyone interested, right? Because it's yeah. a little bit different, but not too much. I feel like it's it's playing on your love of the original while just starting to step away. Yes. So it'll be exciting to see what happens next. What do I say? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so next time we are watching episodes five and six four and wait five episodes and five and six of crystal <laughs> which i think is makoto sailor jupiter and tuxedo mask dot 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 liz is there anywhere you want our listeners to follow you you can check out my instagram at lucy stardust four and you'll find like my cosplay pictures there and pictures of my one wonderful adorable cats and lizard if you're if you're interested i've i'm working on a sailor moon cosplay hopefully or i might crack down and just buy one we'll see thanks so thank you liz for being our guest today and thank you listeners for listening in on sailor snacking you can email us at truenorthnerds at gmail.com or follow us on our Instagram at Sailor Snacking. Uh, you can always recommend a snack. We'll definitely try it. We'll take it. We'll take any recommendations. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.